Hello and welcome back to Creative Corporates. You're here with Cardi. And I'm Ali. And today we have an interesting podcast called Your Ecosystem of Support. What is the difference between managers, mentors, and sponsors, and how you can make the most out of these relationships? This has been something Cardi and I have wanted to speak to for a long time. Uh, it's something we have experienced at different stages of our career and have both said it's been a valuable experience. So why we wanted to talk about it is because I think it's important to define. Sometimes we kind of overlap what we expect from these people, but it's really important to have a clear definition. And then some ways that we have seen that's helpful in terms of engaging with them. So it'll be a bit more informative and instructional, but we'll make sure we kind of give our points throughout. Awesome. Okay, let's get started. I would start with firstly, I guess my overarching experience with mentorship um, and sponsorship in my life. So um, I always wanted to have a mentor. I learned about it quite early on as it being important. Going through uni, I really was trying to seek one out, but I found it really difficult mainly because I hadn't really navigated that process. I wasn't really aware of any platforms that worked well and didn't feel like the mentoring programs at university were quite targeted towards what I was needing. But since joining sort of the corporate life, working in a place that has quite a strong formalized structure for mentorship, that has actually been a real differentiator. And I think it's been good because you can really see why the idea of just working really hard and, you know, hoping that people will notice you is just not going to work. And um, particularly if you're working in organizations virtually, as we kind of a lot of us are now, but also because you're usually in such a big pool of resources that it's just really hard to institutionalize that to a range where it's not going to have a level of subjectivity around people and perceptions. You know, still in a majority of organisations, it's relationship-based, it's perception-based. And so it's really important to understand what that looks like where you are so that you can make the most of those systems. That's really thoughtful to share and interesting because I would say my experience is slightly different to yours um, in that, I have identified early on how important it would be to have a mentor only because I've really heard it used as a buzzword that, in short, if you want some guidance um, and some clarity on, you know, how best to put your next, how best to put your next foot forward, that is done by, you know, taking on advice from a mentor. And so the first way that I really got my foot in the door was actually through a mentorship program through university and we were able to engage at you know with one of the top T law firms at the time when I thought I wanted to pursue law and I was given so much structure around pretty much what to do if I wanted to get a clerkship or a grad role and it was so systematic and I was so appreciative of that experience because it gave me so much more motivation and clarity, particularly when I didn't have anyone else holding my hand, holding my hand or giving me yeah, guidance. And that really led on to 
what I found the most important relationship that I had, which was by sheer chance um, of meeting my first mentor, um, actually at, funnily enough, um, a clerkship interview process. And she was just the most outstanding individual um, who I'm so thankful for to this day because she really allowed me to realise that when you're finding a workplace or settling on a place that you want to work at, it's really about finding your tribe. And it was the first time I'd come across that concept um, as, as a young university student. And it was really about highlighting the fact that when you've got certain strengths and weaknesses that you should be choosing a place to work at that supports those current strengths and current weaknesses or allows an opportunity for you to work on those weaknesses. And rather than just applying, you know, for any job that that meets, you know, the criteria of just applying for a job, it's really a two-way street and it's 50% that they want you, but actually the other 50% has got to be you so that you can stay the distance in the long run. Because what's the point in applying for a job for the sake of it if you're not passionate about the work that you're going to do with a view of just staying there for just a year? Of course, you can do that. But in terms of a real career progression or any sort of longevity, you're not going to get that if you're doing a half-assed job. And so that was, I mean, that's just, you know, a, an introductory of how my mentor was helpful. But I think I will never forget how valuable her advice was at that time and, might I add, has continued to be helpful in the past two years even after um, I had tried to get my first job um, because it was really pointing to the realities as well of people that had been through that experience and gone, if this is what you want, these are the outcomes um, that you need to be prepared for, whether it's, you know, work-life balance or not balance um, or the hours to give you, you know, just a reality check of what you need because a lot of the time as a university student, you've got an idea of what you think the job is going to be like. And a lot of the time, that's the nice bit of glossy marketing material that they're producing, which gives off the impression that life is great. But once you actually get into the job, reality sets in and it's not so, it's not, it's not as glossy as the marketing materials. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that transparency for young students is so important, particularly when you're coming out with a degree where actually you've got so many transferable skills, you just don't know it yet. For a lot of young people now that are maybe looking to get their first job or even make a career transition or move into a different industry and they don't know much about it, one of the best things they can do is actually just reach out to people that they look at and go, that's the job I want to have in 10 years. That's where I want to be but let me see if I can have an opportunity to speak to them and find out, is their lifestyle actually how I want mine to play out? And 
That might be as simple as reaching out to them on LinkedIn, commenting or engaging in an article they've written, produce something that references um, a piece of work they've done, try to find a workshop that, you know, this person might be speaking at, even if it's online. But it's about looking at a combination um, of those factors um, to see what it is that you can do to find a mentor. No one's going to have the word mentor written next to their name, but anyone that is willing to give you advice and lead you along the way to share their experience is classified as a mentor. So looking up mentor on LinkedIn is not going to help, but finding someone that you do like and reaching out to them will give you that mentorship experience. I love that. I love that whole story. That's such a great way to kind of move into then, as Kaya said, really defining what a mentor is and some some strategies. This is really also about that ecosystem of support. So as Cardi mentioned, your mentor is largely someone who's impartial, usually not working with you. They've walked that similar path or the path that you're hoping to go down. So they have that wisdom and that experience and they might be formal or informal. So it might be someone that you can connect with because you share a mutual interest or it might be in your organization structure, you're appointed a mentor as part of your growth and development. One thing I really want to emphasize is for a lot of people, they think that their manager is their mentor. Your manager is not your mentor. Your manager's job is to give you work and for you to do that work. There have been so many times where I feel like that hasn't been clear for people and they're like, oh, but you're like, your manager's job is to do their job and to make sure you do theirs and for them to look good. Amen. Managers can give you on-the-job feedback so they can help you improve if you're fortuitous enough to have someone who's willing to give you that feedback, but they're not responsible for your career. Absolutely. So that's a really big delineation as we move through because I think a lot of people see that their manager is plays that role and then they're frustrated when they're not getting those that progression and those opportunities so myth busters number one your manager is not your mentor cool okay so your sponsor now how is your sponsor different from your manager so your sponsor is someone who is willing to hedge their reputation based on you so they want to talk about you to other people They will introduce you to connections and they will open doors for you. They also will help you navigate your firm or your organization to make sure you're getting the right experiences. And in return, all they ask, you better work bloody hard because they're going to talk so strongly about you and they can't look like the fool. Then another important element of this is your supporters. So your supporters are people that don't hedge their reputation on you but they're willing to talk about you to others. So they're willing to talk about the great work that you do, the stuff that you're interested in and be your advocate when you're not in the room. So I would say advocate, but I would say more like supporter, whereas your sponsor is really waving your flag specifically. And we'll talk about how we bring that together. But I think as a framework for that, it's really important to identify this and to understand then Who is that in your organization? So you can map that out. And so I would say the equivalent to a sponsor in the creative world 
is, for example, an agent. So that's someone that is willing to put their brand on the line and recommend you as a suitable candidate for a particular agi. And in terms of supporters, they're obviously your fans. And so they're people that are wanting to show up, wanting to share the work that you've done. But that goes on to your the final point that you just made, that you've got to be putting good content on the table for people to want to be supporting you. Absolutely. And I think something that you've also spoken about, and I'm not sure where they fit in, but they're an important role in the creative space. Maybe it's a supporter and somewhat a sponsor, but someone who's willing to recommend you if they are working in a complimentary service and they're then saying, oh, well, if you're looking for a videographer, well, I know someone because I know that they're able to get the job done. Those are some examples and a good framework we'll use throughout. Now what I want to do is talk about a worked example, loves a worked example, how you would bring that together. So say that your sponsor is introducing you to someone to work on a project that they've identified has the required skills you need to develop in order to go for your promotion. So you might have identified, to Kylie's point, um, your strengths and your weaknesses through a through working with your coach and then you might go okay I really need to let's say work on my analytic skills so your sponsor will go and identify opportunities that they think well you should really work with this person to develop this skill that person then introduces you to the project manager for that so the manager for that job they tell you I need you to do x y and z on this project then what you do is you go to your mentor and you say hey I've got this thing going on I know you've done this in the past. What does good look like? How could I do excellent at this role beyond what my manager is asking me? They'll give you some advice and wisdom and some key things to look out for. Then you perform. You perform well. You do an excellent job and you make sure that that becomes something that looks and feels like the kind of person that you want to be known for. So you do the good job. Tick. Then you ask your manager, hey, can we showcase this good work, maybe at an upcoming meeting or a presentation? And then the cycle continues. You work through your next thing and those are the key things. So I'll pause there. Hopefully through this you become the CEO in your company in a few years' time. Let me know if that works out for you and I'll make sure that you uh, credit me. But one point I wanted to then talk about then is paying it forward. So as Cardi and I mentioned, you know, we had different experiences, but one of the main reasons that we really do this podcast is because we're going through this journey and it's really important for us and to really say, well, how can we pay that forward with the knowledge that we've accumulated from the wisdom that's been passed to us, to people who might not have access to mentors. You know, you might be in a regional community, you might not be able to find people in the industries that you want at the moment. So this is a way that we're hoping to pay it forward. When you're becoming a mentor, I guess, some of the key things I want to really think about is firstly, it's a really rewarding experience, but make sure that you take the time to get that person to to articulate to you what exactly they need. So it makes it really easy from a dialogue perspective and from setting up expectations. You can't be a mentor for everyone, so don't inundate yourself but if you do get requests, try and pass that on to someone else and say, hey, you know, I'm at capacity, I don't really have the space, but I think this person would be a great fit for you. When you're reaching out to a mentor, things that I really like 
is be really proactive. As I said, ask exactly what you're looking for. That's so helpful for us to direct. Um, And then what we really want then is circle back because it's really rewarding for us to know how that advice has been really helpful for you. So that would be my key kind of summary, your ecosystem of support. Um, It's something that's really important and I encourage you to map out again and again to see who, what that group is. And I think on that note too is, you know, when someone is offering to be your mentor as a mentee, you know, they want to hear about your wins because, and they want to share that success with you because if they know that they've been able to help you in any way, that is such a rewarding experience for them to be able to share. Um, so really have that mapped out well. You know, if you're able to catch up with a mentor, you know, over coffee, you know, have a really clear plan on this is a summary of what I've done since I haven't seen you. This is what I'm wanting to do, but I'm not too sure how best to approach it. Can you give me some direction? I have done research on X, Y, and Z, and these are the considerations. I'm, I'm, these are the pros and cons. And I'm not sure, you know, how to weigh these up. I need some advice. And then, you know, lastly is them being able to say that you'll take on the feedback and actually do that. Afterwards, summarise everything and the outcomes of, you know, that conversation and then sit down over the course of the day, let it sit with you and think, well, to what extent is that going to you know, influence my decision. Is it valuable? Does that sit well with me? And then always have a follow-up thank you email or a thank you message via LinkedIn, whichever it is, you know, to thank them for their time. Share with them what you've actually learned from that experience, you know, so that they know that you're actually getting something out of it. And to be fair, you really do appreciate it because it's that impression that you give them that you want to have a long-lasting relationship. So, look, hopefully there's some tips there on, you know, what the differences are between a mentor, a manager and a sponsor and how it is that you can take the next step in actually getting one. Best of luck. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Stay safe, guys. Bye.